Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of Grab Yourself Podcast. First of all, I have to say when I tell you y'all have floored me at the support, y'all have been blowing up my DMs, y'all been posting about the show, you've been pulling out your little nuggets. I love to see it. I'm so grateful. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. And if you really, really, really want to support this podcast, you can take it another step by becoming a patron on Authentically Wed's Patreon account, where you'll have exclusive community, you'll have exclusive content, early releases. I drop um, the episodes the Sunday before all in video so you get to see this face for those of y'all who are listening on podcast god bless you but you don't get the glory of seeing my gorgeous face that's the part you know what i'm saying so for those of you guys um and i mean it is also on youtube so you can listen on the podcast and then also go on youtube later but um if you really want to support what we're doing it's not free it's not cheap so we'd appreciate it but thank you all for supporting in the ways that you have today is a really dope episode i'm actually pretty excited about it we have a special guest in the studio and before I introduce him I just want to tell you guys I want to give a little bit of a a warning that this episode might ruffle some feathers but it is all good information that I believe is going to come out of this um but I say that because me and you have really candid and very long conversations about our lives relationships etc and um sometimes like we can like be a little Yeah, it can mm. be a little, yeah. you know, it but it's, rough. it's all rough. love, though. It's all love. And I think that we're always better for it. So I wanted to bring our conversations to you guys and hope that it helps you to think a little bit differently, a little bit more critically about relationships, singleness, etc. So my special guest today is my brother, my friend, LeVar Norsworthy. Um, AKA, AKA Gemini. He also goes by Gemini. He is a marketing expert, genius. Like I would start name dropping, but I'm not going to do that. Like he's the type of person that if you don't have him on your team, you're low key. Like you, you failing low key, but we're going to pray for you anyway. I feel the love. Yeah. It's there. It's there. You're amazing. And not only that, he's a seasoned entrepreneur. He is super dope man of God. And he is a single Christian brother. Look at that. It's real empty over there. Not even a shadow because, you know, sometimes men will just take it off Mm. and it's like the shadow of where the thing once was. But he's single, single, single. Single, single. Legit. How single are you? Oh, man. Real single. (laughs) So um, before we get more into the episode, we have our first segment, which is called Let Me Put You On. Side note, this is a sidebar. And I might just keep this in for the Patreon people. But I low-key want like a theme song and I want a let me put you on like what's the thing called like a, a theme song like mm-hmm. like a um, the let me put you on jingle like mm-hmm. let me put you on let me put you on and then we just go into see it. what it is see that was a low-key ask right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she knows if, if she asked for it she can she can get what she asked for See, you're the actual guru of marketing am I you're the chief communicator yeah oh come on yeah, come yeah, on somebody you. So, you know, if anybody out there or in this room um, would like to create those things for the podcast, I'd really be appreciative. I think it'd be dope. Um, But anyways, our first segment is called Let Me Put You On. And this is a segment where I bring up something that I like, something that's tickling my fancy that I think is dope that you guys should try or experience, you know, so you can expand your palette, expand your world. Um, Today, our Let Me Put You On is going to be led by our special guest, Mm. LaVar. Listen. So, what you want to put the people on to I'm today? I'm humbled by the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, well, when I think about what we need uh, today, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. during and post-pandemic, where there's a lot of opportunities for there to be trash content online mm-hmm. and things you can kind of uh, fill your head with a lot of stuff that doesn't really take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Russell Brand has a podcast. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. He's a actor. Mm-hmm. The British guy. You know what I mean? He used to date Katy Perry. He did. I remember that. They were a very interesting couple. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think. It was a movie he was in or something oh, like that. I don't that. remember. I know that movie, but I haven't seen it. But anyway, so he, you know, he's a guy. I never really caught on to his personality as an actor, mm-hmm. as an actor. Mm-hmm. But he's he's like low-key genius. So he's like super woke. He's talking about everything sociopolitical. He's talking about, he does talk about some religious things as well mm-hmm. as it relates to the culture. Mm-hmm. He talks about um, basically a lot of the conspiracy theorists that we have out there who are kind of low-key looking at everything that's happening in the government mm-hmm. and in the world. He addresses it head on. So I think he's really dope. That's cool. I find that hard to believe, though, because he is super weird. Like, he'd do, he be doing some weird stuff. Like, he'd be doing some dumb stuff. But don't you think 
most genius people do weird and dumb stuff. I don't do weird and dumb stuff. Don't you think most people do weird and dumb things? Say what I said. Thank you for supporting Grab Your Stuff Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by... Hey y'all, it's your girl Veronique Esther, founder and creator of Authentically Wed, a platform dedicated to empowering people to be their healthiest and most authentic selves in their intimate relationships from a biblical perspective. One thing that my community specializes in is having the conversations that help people build better relationships. But what I found is that while people are talking to those that they're in relationships with, they're not having the right conversations. I think I have the solution to that. The Close Closer Conversation Card Starter Pack. In this, you'll find two decks and 30 questions to help you level up your conversations, whether family time, girls' night, or date night. You'll have access to carefully curated questions that help you not just have the conversation that's on the card, but every conversation attached to it. So what are you waiting for? Level up your conversations and your relationships today by going to www.authenticallywed.com slash get close. All right, so today's episode, the topic is, are there any good women left? Bum, bum, bum. So everybody already is pissed now. They are now, but before you exit out the app, before you close down YouTube, before you exit out of Patreon, listen to what we have to say and and, and how this goes, okay? okay? So I really hate asking this question, but for the purposes of this episode, I have to ask it. Okay. And that question is, why are you single, Lamar? Oh. Why are you single? So then I close the door, I can't leave, I can't get out? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ugh. And I, you know, as much as you hate asking it, I mm-hmm. hate answering it because mm-hmm. it, it can be tough. But mm-hmm. the long short of it is I think that when people are talking about getting into a relationship mm-hmm. with one another, there's a certain level of, uh, there's some standards that you put down mm-hmm. uh, that you're willing to walk with and willing to, you know, pursue and build things in. And I just, I haven't found that. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying men have standard, you have a standard and then. You dog all right. Yeah. I, you have, I have a standard and, you know, there is, there are things that, if I'm pursuing a wife, not mm-hmm. like a girlfriend, not mm-hmm. a toy, uh, not a fling. If I'm pursuing uh, a partner, mm-hmm. there is there's a standard for that because you can't just walk with anybody. I, how can two walk together? Huh? Lest hmm? they agree. And we got to agree on them standards. I know that's, that's right. A, but can I ask, like, give me two of your uh, standards. Uh, I can't ask that. OK, we'll have an overarching. Okay, Mm -hmm. so 50,000 foot view, I look for a virtuous woman. Mm -hmm. So that's extremely important to me. Mm -hmm. And I look for humility because pride is one of the biggest enemies to listening Mm -hmm. and proper communication. I think that no relationship lasts without having the lines of communication. So for me, I'm really sensitive on those two things. Mm -hmm. Just I want to be able to connect Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to communicate. That's dope. Yeah. As as a high level view, I think those those are really important. Those are really good. I don't often hear that, by the way. When when I talk to people about what they want in relationships, I don't often hear I want pride to be. You know, I want to say like it's hard sometimes to say like I want pride totally gone. Right? right like right, we all right. wrestle with some level of pride, but it needs to be something that you're managing and really looking at. And you know, I want to make sure that there's virtue in that woman. Right? right. Like people say, and I think I heard that growing up, youth group and stuff. I want a virtuous woman, but people didn't really know really what know that now. meant. Right. <laughs> but the fact that you have a grip on that and you know what to look for is dope. Yeah. I think, you know, my thing is pride is in us all, but it can't be God. Like mm-hmm. for instance, your your perspective, how you feel in a moment, if you're feeling some kind of way, you know, defaulting to what you think and how you prescribe, mm-hmm. you know, what you prescribe toward that situation, that can't be Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, that can't be the the top because at some point in time, you can create damage to the other person justifiably within your own mind. Right. And Facts. That's, and that's not a that's not a game that both people can play by mm-hmm. the rules. So I just I'm I'm against it. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. So now that we've talked about standards. What exactly are you looking for as a single Christian man? Mm. That's, the people need to know. Everybody take out, no, not everybody, the ladies that are watching who've been wondering, take out your pen, your papers, take out your notepads. <laughs> what are you looking for as a single Christian man? So let's, so single Christian man, I want to flip that. Let's mm. let's say as a single man who's mm-hmm. a Christian. Mm-hmm, 
So I'm looking for a woman that I have a desire toward. Mm-hmm. Number one, whether it's 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 not only in how she looks, but it's also how she carries herself. Mm-hmm. So I wanna I wanna have a deep attraction uh, for the woman that I desire to be mm-hmm. with, and then I'm looking for a woman who has humility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's not her own god. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not her way is always right. How she feels, her feelings are always right. You know, th- but a woman who has the ability to take into consideration the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for a communicator. Not only somebody who knows how to uh, communicate, but also how to listen. Mm. That's huge. You know what I mean? Uh, because I've, I've, I've run into a lot of, which brings me to another one, mm-hmm. intelligent women. Because mm-hmm. I really I really appreciate intelligent women. Mm-hmm. I like having great conversations and breaking down things from A to Z. But a lot of times when you have that, it's almost like a lot of times I've run into many women, not all, but who are stronger, uh, um, you know, uh, message senders mm. than they are receivers. Mm. And, and that doesn't really provide an opportunity for you to connect, right? And so I'm looking for that. I'm also looking for a woman who is grounded in God, has her own relationship with mm. God. She doesn't have to be a theologian. She doesn't have to be, uh, you know, per se a known evangelist, mm-hmm. but she has to be solid in what she believes because something has to anchor, mm-hmm. you know, how she conducts herself within a relationship. Just same way as me. Mm-hmm. And I think lastly, just, you know, someone I can really enjoy. Someone who, you know, I I, I think we're in a culture where ambition is huge. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you take away all the things, all you have is people. So though I can appreciate an ambitious woman, I want a woman who has the bigger picture of, you know, our role together in a relationship outside of that relationship in in the midst of ambition and chasing the bag and building a career and building a brand mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So somebody who is, like you said, they have these desires and things, but they're not lost in it. They're not lost in it. Mm-hmm. It can it cannot be the most important thing because, you know, growing up in a, uh, in a pre um, recession mm-hmm. into the recession, mm-hmm. my generation, we, we had to change careers like four or five times. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is subject to change. But my thing is you have people. You know, people, you know, you have to value that over the season of life that you're in. Facts. So we talked a lot about what you're looking for specifically, but in this conversation, you're kind of going to be the spokesperson for the men delegation, for the for the black Christian male delegation. Okay, are you comfortable with that? Do you accept that responsibility? Uh, Am I comfortable? No. Do I accept it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) that's all we need. We don't need your agreement. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But. And obviously you don't speak for all men, right? But you know a lot of really decent men, right? You know you're in these circles. You guys have these conversations. And so I want to know what is the biggest barrier for men um, within the dating pool that isn't appropriately addressed when conversations come about with other singles? So what are those things that we all have kind of heard, right? We talk a lot, a lot, a lot about relationships. And to be honest, I, to toot my own horn, I'd like to say that in a lot of ways, my platform has been a forerunner in, you know, having these sorts of conversations because a lot of them weren't being had three, four years ago. Beautiful, beautiful. I say that to say no pride, though, no pride, just, you know, reality. Um, But with that being said, we've we've talked about this on so many platforms. We have talked about it. But what are those things that like, yeah, we're talking about it, but we're not addressing it as it pertains to single them? I think we're not. I think you said what is the barrier? What is one of the one barriers? One of the biggest barriers, yeah, for men. Um, just a one-sided narrative. Mm. I think that's the biggest barrier. I think it's very hard for men to be understood, and it's very hard for men to communicate when we are in a culture that is heavily dominated by a, a feminine articulated uh, narrative. Can I can I jump in right here? Go listen. If you want to get dirty with, let's get dirty might, with it. Because we have this conversation, let's and go. to an extent, I can agree with you. But I also know that you're what you're saying is it's this is a female dominated pretty much. Say say the, I don't want to change your words. You said in a in a society that's what I'll say. I'll, I'll change one word. More of a a female friendly and curated narrative. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we would say, like, as a sociologist, mm-hmm. as um, an anthropologist as well, and as somebody who has 
who you know engages and speaks to women consistently Mm -hmm. what we know historically and what we know from lived experience is that men have the upper hand men are the more favored right even if you're black or white when it comes to um i was actually just reading i'm going y'all pray for me i'm i'm going through a career change i haven't talked to you about that we gotta catch up we gotta talk about that um i'm going through a career change and um, i've been doing a lot of research in this new field and one of the things that they talked about was how within the workplace as it pertains to um Workplace like microaggressions and comfortability, et cetera. Black women f- always fare the worst when it comes to these types of things. And then after that is usually, depending on what it is, um, other women of color or black men and then, you know, white women, white white men. And so when you say that, it sounds like a stark contrast to what we know historically is that men are actually the favorite party what you all say goes the the how you feel about a situation determines the temperature of the dating market and of the dating pool or even what our options are um as it pertains to like availability and marriage and who we can actually date you guys are the gatekeepers and so to say that you know it's a female friendly environment seems a bit counter reality in a way counter counter Counter. lying right sounds like lying Uh, well let's do this let's follow the money oh right so who are the largest spenders uh in disposable products this is where the marketing expert comes out by the way take notes women Mm -hmm. what about luxury items which are the most which are at the higher tier of consumerism who who do you think spends the most money there rappers women Oh, that would have been great, though. That would have been great. <laughs> so, 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 if we're following the money, and mm-hmm. if 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 the if we're seeing the result of of consumerism, and mm-hmm. we're seeing the groups that is that it is resulting with, mm-hmm. something had to something had to precede that, mm-hmm. which is marketing. So now we're talking about communication. Mm-hmm. So, who's being targeted according to the following the money? Women. Women, absolutely. Industries are targeting women, and not just women, mm. but black women. Mm-hmm. Because you spend money, so yeah. these narratives are being are are being shaped to appeal to certain types of people, certain what markets. Narratives? Let's talk about that. Okay, so lifestyle narratives, mm-hmm. right? So you know, for instance, you know, uh, there's if you guys you, YouTube um, where Cosmo had a I think it was an editor and maybe a couple of writers that have come forth and probably in the last couple of years and they talked about the feminist agenda mm-hmm. and basically how they were purposely creating messages targeting women to pursue like that independent lifestyle Mm -hmm. things that were um you know driven as as it relates to consumerism so on and so forth and not needing a man right Mm -hmm. and so what happens is you're having these people that are coming out and saying man you know we didn't realize that we were you know catapulting uh people into a culture that we're now seeing the result of where it's almost like you're having these conversations where it's like he don't make enough money not is he a good person not do we match, not do we agree, not do we have like values, but he doesn't make any money. He doesn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the lifestyle that I want. I should have this. Or the articles where it's like men, a real man would do X, Y, Z. I challenge you to any article that says a real man would do, a real man should do. Mm-hmm. You'll know if he loves you, if he does. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you look at the writer, I would I would challenge you and I would say probably 90% of the time, even in my own, you know, just perusing, 90% of the time, the writer is a woman. Mm. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying who's in control and who's not in control. I'm saying the money is being spent more so on tailoring narratives for women because they have the active dollar. Mm. Now, it's interesting. I, I didn't want to fully jump into the whole money conversation quite yet. However, we're here now, we're right? We're here now. Now, when it comes to, you know, this idea that like, that, and, and in a lot of ways, society has perpetuated, right? Like our media has taught us to believe what it is that or has taught us what we should believe pertaining to the value of a man's earning potential. Yeah. Right. Or even their earn their earning uh like the current state of what they earn, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't, you know, at one point it was, you know, look at that man's potential. Now it's don't look at this man's potential. So obviously we know that as culture shifts and media shifts, our beliefs and our ideas and what we think is right, what we think is wrong, what we should do, it shifts as well. But the the idea that men are providers and should be able to take care of a household is not specific to our time. It's not specific to our culture. You see it in other cultures, for instance, for cultures that have dowries, right? Mm-hmm. Where absolutely. Um, now, of course, you know, there are 
some that do it the opposite way where the bride's family has to pay. Mm -hmm. But many um, often do it to where the husband's family has to pay because they are losing that child, that Mm -hmm. daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's a safeguard um, against if something were to happen to him, whether death or divorce, that that person would always be taken care of. So this idea that that men should come prepared and able to build um, a life that is suitable. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just not just for us to have the bare minimum, but that is suitable actually going above and beyond to be able to secure a, a future incident, you know, whether it occurs or not. Like that's not specific to right. to our culture and our time. Absolutely. So, but see what, what you're talking about. It was it was the precedence for survival and for the perpetuation of the family. Mm. It wasn't based in excess and vanity. Mm. So you're talking about the the prerequisite being a certain dollar amount because of the lifestyle in vanity that want or, or the ambitious lifestyle that is sought after. It's not per. I see myself marrying this person. It's not per, you know, perpetuating the survival and the the, the legacy of this mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm, it, has, mm-hmm. it has nothing it's to do with It's I want to be comfortable. It, it's I, I want to look like this. It's I deserve. And what is I deserve rooted in? Pride. Ooh. Entitlement. Pride. Ooh. So women are entitled and prideful? You said it. I didn't. Okay. Now, before y'all throw stones at my brother, I have to be honest about the fact while that while I don't think that is overtly and grossly, nope. While I don't think, come on, defend, defend. that. Um, <laughs> I know that within my circles, like I feel like I have, I know reasonable women. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and for the places that they're not reasonable, we challenge each other. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I think this is what I really think. Okay. Is that especially now social media, regular media, right? Like. It is telling us and pumping the air with these things and we're breathing it all yes. in. But when it comes time to actually put pen to paper and live that thing out, many women back down like a lot of the. And I'm not saying that, that, you know, women don't have standards. I'm not saying that you're not upholding your standards. But what I am saying is I think that when it really comes down to it, the same women that are like, and you better not let that man or he better come with six figures will take a not six figures man when they realize like, you know what, they, they start making these exceptions. Some people make exceptions. All the way down to like you're saying six figure this, six figure that, but you married a bonehead. Like you married somebody that really could do nothing for you. So there's that end of it. But I also see women who are like they're just more reasonable and they're willing to build. Do you not think that that's true? Do you think that that what's being pumped and argued even in comment sections like that's really what women are doing? Well, I can't really speak for the experiences that people are having at large. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I only know a certain sector, Mm -hmm. segment of 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 groups of people or whatever the case is. But I will say, you know, we can just look at numbers. Mm. You know, we can look at the marriage rate. We can look at the divorce rate. Uh, we can look at who is leading the divorce, you know, leading the divorce rate as as it relates to initiating the divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to look at those types of things to kind of determine where our values are because we can say what we want with our mouths. And But, but let me just circle you back around. The reason why we brought all this up was to say this is one of the major barriers because mm-hmm. what happens is if you're if you have two people who are expected to communicate with one another, mm-hmm. you have two people where there's supposed to be levels of compassion uh, and consideration for you know the value that they're presenting in 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 a conversation. If the narrative is against the 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 the, the criticism that a man would have, mm-hmm. he really does not have equal footing in the conversation. He does not have equal footing in the conversation and it's very difficult if you're coming to the table and you're already symbolically like the enemy. It's very difficult because the culture is having a conversation all of the time. Mm-hmm. When I get there, it is just an extended conversation mm-hmm. for you even mm-hmm. though I just got there. Yeah. That's a good point. I think though um that while and I, I that's a good point, and I agree with you that there can be a disadvantage, especially today. I think it is in response to disadvantages from the past. However, white people are having the same. And I know this this isn't like a race centered <laughs> podcast, but I'm a black woman. Woman, I interact with black people all the time, and so you know this this space is always going to be open for black folks. Um, but. I think that black like we black people and white people we're all pretty much under the same media it's just like filtered depending on you know on the audience we're all getting the same messaging for the most part however white women are not being disadvantaged by it we are though does that make sense 
because we're not we're not all facing the same social issues. Mm. So my thing is a message will come alive more when it is presented to a group of people who feel like they like they need it the most. So like for instance if you have a a fight the power message mm-hmm. to a group of people who are not oppressed. Mm-hmm. They could be like, "Yeah, fight the power." You know, big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, fight the power of depression at work mm-hmm. or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. But then you have another group of people who are talking about socioeconomic oppression. Mm-hmm. So now there it, it catches fire there more because there's more brokenness mm. in that me- or th- that message speaks to there. So I think that historically we have a lot, probably a lot more brokenness uh, in some areas than other cultures. So now when messages are being filtered to different groups of people, you're mm-hmm. going to see the response be different. Mm. Just like I can, you know, I could, I could send a, um, a, a marketing campaign for um, uh, Rolls Royce mm-hmm. to people who make over $200,000 a mm-hmm. year. They're going to respond differently than the people who make $20,000 a year. Right. Same so, message. It's different ground. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's more things that that message will possibly, you know, hit on. Mm-hmm. In one group versus another. So that's that's a really good point. But then that leads me to think like, you know, not to be a conspiracy theorist, which I low-key feel like we're getting off topic. But like this this idea that like it is for the destruction of black households. Like because you know that that message is not going to affect the majority or the global minority. But it will affect black folks, right, differently. And so we can put it out. Everybody can hear it. It won't bother them too much. But it will destroy them. And now we're focused on infighting. And now we have these ridiculous um, divorce rates. And, I mean, by the way, white people have pretty high divorce rates too. Like, I think the conspiracy is, is you know, it's debatable, right? Mm-hmm. I, will, I won't jump in that. But but, here, but, here's, but here's what I will talk about. We can talk about – we can't talk about the theory, but we can't talk about money. Okay. Regardless of, of how you look at it, uh, the separation in this in this particular context, it makes more money mm. because if if OK, typically, if, if the man is trying to go after like, let's just take it back 60 years. Mm-hmm. The man is going after the home. He goes after the family car. He mm-hmm. goes after the, the, the major items. Right. You don't have a dual expenditure. Right. But if you have a woman who's saying, well, I want a million dollar house Mm -hmm. and a man is like, I got to have a million dollar house. So the woman with a million dollar house will accept me and not and not clown me. And and even if she gets with me, she won't emasculate me because she has more than me. Now you have two sets of people going after the same. It sells. Mm -hmm. It just you make more money that way. Make more money. Uh, Now I feel like we got to go into that conversation, though. Go for it. Because this idea, I must. Let's let you remember our McDonald's conversation. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. So LeVar and I were having a conversation. I think it was sometime last year. And I mean, I fought you tooth and nail on this conversation. And I might do the same thing today. But you talked about how um, a, a woman like in this day and age, like a woman like myself would reject a man who worked at McDonald's. Um, and was like a pillar of his community. Do you remember? So, do you remember the context? Oh, I can like lay it out. I could, okay, it was, lay it, it out for like our people. It was yesterday. <laughs> what I said to our illustrious host was, I said, "Well, let me ask you this. Riddle me this. Mm. If you met a guy, he's a good-looking guy. He works at McDonald's. Mm. Let's just say that he's a greeter, and maybe like he, he does like maintenance and fries, mm. right? He says he has this role." Because he enjoys being able to connect with people. So every morning, you know, there's a rush at McDonald's. He just mm-hmm. he found his niche and his place and being able to connect with his local community. Mm-hmm. He was a pillar in his community because everybody knew him. He had a positive name. He was active outside of McDonald's just in his community. He had a he had a healthy savings account. Mm-hmm. He owned his own home and he has the ability to be a good steward over his resources. Mm-hmm. I said, would you get with him? And the answer was, now. Did I say no? Now. And I shared with her, I said, it's funny because a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, corporate women that I've known who've been extremely successful, I've posed to, you know, I posed the same question to them just for my own, Mm -hmm. you know, insight and just wanted to, you know, kind of roll it around and see what they thought. Mm -hmm. They all said no. Mm -hmm. But then some of them would say, well, does he want to own it? Well, maybe if he plans to own several or so they had an issue with his ambition. Mm -hmm. Right. 
with his ambition. But mm-hmm. my thing is, I was like, no, but what if he's happy there? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't need you to to change him. He doesn't need you to reset his path. He said he's happy there. But what it takes for him to be a, a comparable mate for you, he has all those characteristics. He has all those qualities. And then I've even had one professional woman say, I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't feel comfortable telling my friends mm. that my man, that bae, works for McDonald's. That was the issue. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, what are we really looking at? If you mm-hmm. start to break it down like that, you start to really find out where our issue actually is. Right. We're 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 trying to create an image, right? Especially now in our Instagrammable age, um, we're all trying to put. We're all trying to create a life that is Instagram worthy, which. Even saying those words coming out of my mouth, like that is so contrast to our life as believers, right? Like who exactly should we be glorifying, right? Our life should be a representation of Christ in the earth. Like it, it should bring glory to his name, but and it should be if if it's if we're talking about worthy worthiness, then we should be seeking his worth, like what he says is worthy, right? But instead we're looking at what what makes us more What's better content? What looks better? What makes us? But since I was put on the hot seat, I just want to put you on the hot seat. Would you get with him, though? I'll give you a second chance. You give me a second and chance? Don't, and I don't want you to flex for the people. Please don't flex for the people. Vernique, would you get with the man? from? He's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Listen, his name is good in the streets. And I'm sorry, just real quick. You said he has a decent savings. Mm-hmm. He owns his home? Yeah, he owns his own home. And Three bedroom, two bath. Okay. I think, yeah. I think nice now, size, yes. At the time that we had that conversation, I believe I don't remember what my response is, but I'm going to believe you and say that it was no, right? It's no. I would say, I would say yes today, but only because I understand the value. I think I understand now the value of good stewardship more than before. My only issue is not like, yeah, would I be like, oh yeah, he works in. Like what? What you know? what I'm saying, but after a while, let me tell you. When you really like, when you really like somebody, me and um my friend Brittany uh, at the intimacy firm, we talk about this all the time. Like when you like somebody, like you be wanting to be in their armpits. Like everything they do, everything they say, smells, looks, and is is just everything for you. So I feel like after after a while, right? Like if his character was where it needed to be, and and God but would was, he get, a but sin, would he get the time of day though? Could he get there? Can, I think so. Can, can he get from the drive through my sister? Huh? I think so. No, I really think that I could do it. The My only issue, however, is that, yeah, you have a savings, but savings is not meant to be lived on. Can we have a life with children where we don't have to struggle, where we don't have to, um, you know, wonder where our next meal is coming from? For me personally, while I have ambitions, while I have things that I want to do, I do want to live in an environment where I don't have to do those things. That if I need to stay home and, and take care of my kids for several years, that I can do that without fear and concern, without us eating syrup sandwiches and crumb allowances. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> um, I, I want to not have my children go through that, but that's because of my own personal story. So if those things can be guaranteed, that my kids will be fine, that we will be fine, that I can do a vacation or, or you know, a staycation a year. But, like, if I'm if, cool. If a man makes six figures, is it guaranteed that, that those will be the outcomes for him? Is, is, it, is it guaranteed? Do what people, do you mean? Do people get laid off? Yeah. But the, but the potential is there. If McDonald's closes down, does he have other skills that are transferable to, to other places and locations? Is he easily hireable? Right. All those things are discoverable outside of how much money he makes or where sure. he work, or where he works. All I'm saying is if that it as long as we were able to have a conversation of like hey so you would these have, are would, my so goals. So you would have the conversation though. Yeah. Now, a man's means are generated by the foundation of the character of that man. Facts. And nothing else. So my thing is I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying run into a broke I'm not saying if a person is a poor steward, mm-hmm. if a person has run on hard times, I'm not saying follow, run to follow them in that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think that whereas where it comes to women, it's almost like the narrative is she's great out the box. Like no matter what she has or doesn't have, mm-hmm. what she's what she's accomplished, has not accomplished, learned, not have not learned. When have you ever when have you ever heard any major platform say, sis, 
you're not ready. Go sit down somewhere and figure some things out, attain some things, grasp some things, grow in some areas. I mean, on a general, like. Widespread? Widespread. Okay, sure. No, you guys are sugar and spice and everything nice. And Mm -hmm. I I agree with that to some degree. But my point is, is, Mm -hmm. we're expected to look at the quality of the woman. Mm. The intrinsic things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when it's, because you're looking for a mate, you're looking for a partner. Mm Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the other narrative, I just think it's interesting how the whole character part is just is left out of there. But but then but we but here's but here's what we say. We say character and broke. But now he got good character, but he's broke. But my thing is if a person has good character, values, ethics, right? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, they won't be broke. And if they are, they won't be broke long. And if they are, there's there's a reason. There's probably a reason why they are quote unquote said broke. I think that that's a good assumption. I just don't know if that really holds up. Give, like, me, give me, have you, give me a, give me an example of a man that you've met that has great solid character and he's broke. I can't say that, but I know men with so, trash character that are rich. So I don't think that. But, but see that, but that's not a, that's not a, that's not a. Um, I, I, my point is that I don't think that solid character means that you can and will not be broke. Like, I, I think that it's cool. But this idea that that um, I think that's per- perpetuated even in society and things like that, that, that nice guys finish last, that good guys don't really get, you know, everything that they want. So how do we now go from that idea to I think you should do a poll. Maybe maybe do a poll with your people. How many women know a man who has a solid character? I'm not talking about he talked to you nice. I'm not talking about he's he's uh, uh, he doesn't get into arguments with you. I'm not talking about the things that benefit you. I'm talking about he has a solid character mm-hmm. and ethics, and he's broke. Now I will say, I don't. How many of us know a man with solid character? Okay, well that that there we go. and I'm not saying y'all done before y'all start going off I know plenty of men in my circle that are good guys but um, I think we first have to determine what is even good character and you know but to your point as I thought about as you're talking you're right that idea that they might be broke but they may not be broke long or they're usually working towards something there's some sort of initiative in them because of their character that drives some of their efforts so i do agree with that and my thing is if you get a solid foundation like if you have a home that you know it has a solid foundation you can build anything on it mm-hmm. and i think that that's that's the part that's missing it's the narrative excuse so therefore i think that that is one of the biggest barriers that we have yeah one um of one of them one of them even though we touched on like 16 of them at the same time. But I, I will say one thing that you almost got on. Um, I almost feel like we need a part two because we I'm haven't even I feel like we barely touched the surface. I'm with it. So this is where I want to go. And and I really feel like we're going to need a part two of this episode. And yeah, but I want to I want to I want to go to the meat of something. really quick. It. One of the issues that I have because you talked about pride. You've talked about. Um, you know, us not wanting the man from McDonald's and things like that. But when you look at, again, what we have had to do, especially black women, because I can only speak from our experience, black women, especially growing up in the 90s and stuff, we had to kind of make our own way, our own way. We had to forge our own path. Many of us grew up in single parent households, right? Um, Female headed, women headed households, excuse me, um, with matriarchal families, um, Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it. And so we grew up having to having this idea that low key, you can't or shouldn't depend on a man. Right. And that's not our fault. Um, A part of it is is upbringing, but a part of it is circumstantial. When you look at what we've had to do in order to survive and what we've had to do, like what was I own a home? Okay, I own a home. I work a job where um, I if I don't make six figures, I make close to it. It's hard to nail down because I do contracts. Um, I think I make close. I don't think I make six figures, but I I make decent money. Right. A man. I I, I get a bag or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reality is I have heard men on occasion. This I don't get this a lot, especially not anymore because I don't talk about my life a ton. Um, But I've had men or I've even heard them say it in general, like, well, y'all don't need us. 
Y'all don't need us. So go on about yourself. You got your house. You got your car. You got your degrees. Y'all so, you know, into the stuff that you've achieved and all this kind of stuff. So why do y'all need us? And so now we're in like this double bind of like, well, I build a life so that way I don't have to depend on a man. Because I don't know when one is coming around because we're we're one of the 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 demographics that aren't getting married as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Black Mm -hmm. women, Mm -hmm. Um, black men are getting married, though. They're just not getting married to us. But we're one of those. So we had to do what we had to do, but we're open to love. But then when we go out and find love, oh, well, you got all this stuff and you don't need it or, or I'm seen as intimidating and things like that. I feel like in a lot of ways, black men or men in general punish black women for ha- for succeeding and for having to make do with what we had. What do you think about that? I, I think a lot of the historical backdrop you gave was great. Mm. However, I don't I don't think black men or men in general specifically black men i don't think we're upset at the at the ambition at the accomplishments at no, the, no i at said the, we're being punished you don't got to be upset well, well in order to punish somebody there has to be something that a person is is opposed there's to. an offense yeah sure there has to be an offense so mm-hmm. my thing is i don't think we're offended by that i think that we i'll just use myself mm-hmm. i think that i would be offended that it takes precedence over my my role in your life you say you're open to it's almost like you said that they're open to love, but it's almost like, but un, in what context? You know, you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's like if you, if everything is about your career, your ambition, mm-hmm. all of these things. I got my own house. I got my my thing. Is naturally a man doesn't care about any of those things. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Mm-hmm. What we care about is being able to be the man in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what we do care about, and that's that's something that's completely legit. It's, but. Isn't a part of that, though, up to, you know, you talked about character earlier. Mm -hmm. Isn't that down to your character? Because I cannot, I know that there are things that I can do to maybe perpetuate insecurity or whatever. I'm not saying I do these things, but I'm saying I I have the potential, right, to perpetuate insecurity. However, when a person comes through the door who sees, and I'm not, I mean, maybe we had a conversation like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a master's degree. I, I, you know, I do on my own home, blah, blah, blah. We're having this conversation, but I'm not like. Throwing it in your face, oh, that's but fine. you walk in the door insecure and you look at what's, what the situation is that I have set up and you're like, mm, no, I don't think you're going to respect me. That's what I hear a lot. Like, oh, I think that there is a, a an implicit bias in men that be if a woman has succeeded or had certain has have um, accomplished certain things, they're not going to be submissive. They're not going to listen. They're not going to you know, there is an in an insecurity that y'all come in the situation with. Okay. But so let's say this. That's almost like let's add consideration. Okay. That insecurity had roots somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not because men are walking around like, oh, we ain't nothing, you know, we don't make the same kind of money. Women making more money across the board, da da da, except for in the top ten percent. Okay, we can get into that argument. Mm-hmm. But my point is this. Men don't care about that stuff. What it happens, it becomes an issue when it is verbalized, when it is used as a weapon. I don't really know. I don't know any men who are technically or typically intimidated by any woman for any reason. If it happens, it's because at some point in time, there was a there was a line drawn in the sand about that house, about that money. And my thing is this. You can't say that it doesn't happen when we can go to YouTube. We can go to any social media platform Mm -hmm. and we can see the words that are coming out of women's mouth. Not all, Mm -hmm. but the spokespersons, if you will, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the 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 mass majority of those getting the airtime. Right. This is not everyone. I understand that. Not everyone. But it is it is to the point where it is a norm for a woman. Like, for instance, I can't I, I do a lot of um. A lot of media, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of conversations, and, and it's so interesting. And I'm on dating apps. Okay. Okay. Swipe Can we right, talk? Swipe Can we right, talk? Swipe right on Can we bro. talk? Can we talk? So I'm on the dating apps, and I'm, you know, I'm swiping or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. I can't tell you how many times a woman is like, "I own my own business. I got my own car. I make six figures a year. I, 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 all of these things that are external. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care." It's fine that you don't care, but do you feel a way about that? Now, again, I understand for women who throw it like and weaponize it, as you talked about, right? They're like, um, you can't talk to me like that. I got three cars. I got da 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 da. Like, I get that's just poor character, right? We've talked. We're talking about character. That's that's poor character. Like, who cares? But that means nothing. But, but I feel like when y'all see that, you're automatically you make an assumption about what that means psychologically. Mm-hmm. We come in a room. 
you meet me for the first time and I tell you the zip code that my home is in and I tell you the two cars that I drive, mm -hmm. right? It's not a sin for me to do that. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself, why was that even a part of the conversation? Why was it even necessary? What was the motive behind me saying that? Mm -hmm. I must feel some kind of way or want you to feel some kind of way. I must feel, you know, want you to know something. Communication is, an, is intentional. Right. So my thing is the fact that it is always a part of a communication mm -hmm. and it is very common. Mm -hmm. You have to say, well, what is what 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 are we supposed to take from this right. as men? W what do you want us to understand that you don't need us and you just want us? You don't need us? Okay, maybe you don't. But is that a conversation? Because does a man come to the table and say, hey, listen, I don't need you for anything. I just want you. And if he did, how many of them are going to get are going to be successful mm -hmm. in building that relationship? So I think we have to really start, you know, confronting some of these things because we, we want to say, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't define me. It doesn't da 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 da. But it does. But it does. Mm -hmm. Because how often do you run around being like, I'm black? Just so you know, I'm black. Oh, by the way. Hey, Fran, Chan, that's how I'm black. I'm black. And then say, oh, but that doesn't define, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just, I'm just sharing it for no reason. Mm -hmm. You're not. Right. And men know that because mm -hmm. my thing is it, 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 it seems common to you, but when you do it to a man, he knows it. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that he's intimidated by it, but it's almost like saying, I'm getting ready to get into a scenario where I could sacrifice my entire life for you. But the only thing you're willing to sacrifice your life for is yourself. Mm. because that's what you talk about yeah i feel that rebuttal rebuttal go for it i remember Ooh, okay i remember when um right before i really started going through my divorce and there were some things that were happening that um i remember that i had to say these words it just to cover all sides of the situation i had to tell somebody like hey yeah i can't i can't really go down with this ship right now because i don't have anything I just graduated grad school and I'm still looking for a job. So if you don't mind, can we just hold off on all of these like things that that could potentially happen um, so that way I can get my footing? Women no longer want to be in a position where they are at the mercy of a man to act right because it can be dangerous for us. And I think that it should we be wielding around our achievements because and, and you know, like, hey, look at me, look what I did, look what I can do. No, but I think what we're saying is, hey, I have options. So don't treat me like I don't. Don't treat me like I have to be here. Don't treat me like, you know what I'm saying? Don't walk all over me and treat me like a doormat, a doormat because you are able to go out and make money and live and I can't because that's not the situation. I need you to come into the room. I need you to come into the relationship with a level of, of mutual respect, to be honest. Um, so that knowing and again, it goes down to why are we choosing men that we have to have these types of conversations with? Right. So I, I'm not saying this as an actual depiction of how I feel, y'all, because I have sense. But um, I understand where that comes from. It's like, do not come. Don't come to me thinking that I'm you're you're coming in as I was about to say, Captain. Anyway, save him. Uh -huh. <laughs> don't don't come into the situation like you're about to be my knight in, knight in shining armor. I need you to come in as a willing participant and a partner in this relationship so that way we can build something greater. Does that make sense? I get it. I feel mm -hmm. like I feel like that's a that's a that's an attempt at a balance of, mm -hmm. of how to look at that. Mm -hmm. But I guess the thing that I would challenge you or anybody else to do mm -hmm. is whatever you whatever communication you're giving, flip it from your audience to you mm -hmm. and see if you receive it the same way. Mm. If you can't receive it the same way, probably isn't. Because if a man come to me talking about, I got options, I'm going to be like, then go get them. Exactly. <laughs> and so that that's my point. Touche. That was good. I got to give it to you. That was pretty good. Marketing one-on-one. Draw my <laughs> master class. Uh, hello, period. <laughs> $97 today. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm, I get it. And I think, um, the goal for me in, in this part of the conversation, there's so much more that we haven't even covered. Um, so y'all stay tuned for part two. Um, but I, I think that part of what I want people to get from this conversation is validation on both sides, but also like a dose of reality. Right. I think that the narratives create a, a world that we don't have to be accountable. And I think that that's the thing I have the biggest problem with. It's like, there's no, the reason why you know, and I'm not saying that this is he's he's not the shining example of 
of of what a person with a strong message should be. I'm not saying Kevin Samuels is oh. is the model. But what I will say is this. Kevin Samuels is he's breaking ground because he's giving a voice to narratives that have been suppressed from so many men. That's a- that's why his audience has responded the way that it has mm-hmm. is because he's I guess not afraid of getting canceled and he's saying a lot of the things that have been supported by so many men. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's something that we have to realize that men, we do have a voice and it, it's not limited to like the, 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 the patriarchal uh, models that are so many times referenced or, you know, the, the standing in the top, what 1% mm-hmm. in business and corporate America. It's, it's bigger than that. My thing is men are not trying to relate to women on an industry level. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not, we were not, we were never socialized to do that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to relate to women that we're, we're wanting to connect with. Right. You know, and I think that that's the biggest thing. Mm. I'm so glad you touched on Kevin, Sam- Kevin Samuels. We are going to talk about him in the next episode. And not only will we talk about him in the next episode, but we're going to give some practical insight on how to navigate dating just a little bit better. Mm. So that way we that's don't powerful, have to boss. feel like ain't no more good women. Let's do it. All right. So before we end this episode, we always talk about what we are grabbing. Can you let lead us in that? What are we grabbing from this episode? Um, I think we should grab uh, humility. Mm. Just being able to know that your side is not the only side. Mm-hmm. Your perspective is not the only perspective. And, you know, we're not the only one that thinks we have clear lenses. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's all we're yeah. grabbing? That's what I'm grabbing. I'm with that. Um, I think I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab something, too. Lion King. Is Grab the Lion King. Netflix. I'm going to grab having a reciprocal view of the ideals and beliefs that many of us hold. Right. So I love that you were like, well, flip that. I, that's what I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing seeing things from the other perspective and how my actions, thoughts and beliefs may impact the men that I come in contact with. Say la. I'm with that. So um, normally we do a questions and confessions, but this is a really long episode. So we're going to save it for part two. Um, but thank you all for watching. Join Patreon. Um, there are some things if you're listening to this um, not on Patreon, there are some things that you missed. We, we cut out some things. because It was really a long episode, but it was good. But um, if you want to get the full, full, full episode, go to Patreon. You can join for as low as $3 or as much as $100 a month. And um, we would appreciate that so you can support it. But we want to have this conversation in depth. Um, so you just find Authentically Wed Patreon. Uh, also, follow our guest at... L. Norsworthy 613 on IG. All right. And that'll be posted in the show notes. And follow us at Authentically Wed on Instagram or join the Authentically Wed Facebook group. Um, that is free. We be popping and lit. Um, we probably have some things coming up, but I'll put that in the show notes too, as not to take off, take up any more time. But my sign off for today is if Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, ain't no one going to eat them but him. So who going to check you, boo? Until next time, grab your stuff. Let's go. 